the Spot Track Podcast, talking sports contracts, the salary cap, and business of sports. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Spot Track Podcast. I'm Kevin Sylvester, along with the founder of SpotTrack.com, Mike Gennetti. Paul Peck is on assignment this week. We are brought to you by Morgan Stanley Global Sports and Entertainment. They believe empowering professional athletes and entertainers with the knowledge they need to make informed decisions about their finances and wealth. To learn more, go to morganstanley.com slash GSE, Morgan Stanley Smith Barney LLC, member SIPC. I, I'm excited about today's show because there are so many uh, topics with technology we're going to get into, yeah. and we're going to talk some football. But I'd be remiss to to not ask the biggest <laughs> Mets fan in the group, and um, uh, all of us on the show are Mets fans, but uh, none bigger than Mike here. That uh, you got to wonder how come the Mets didn't do better? The Cy Young yeah. winner and the Rookie of the Year. Yeah, these are these are the small victories we have to take as Mets fans, <laughs> That's right? right. Yeah. We win April. We almost always win April. We're like twenty and zero in April, and then you know everything kind of crawls down from there. Look at Degrom is Degrom. That's what we've, we're taking away from this. Doesn't matter if he's making eleven million or twenty million. He's he's going to be this guy. Pretty remarkable with his record. Incredible to win the win the Cy Young again. Yeah, this is how how much wins just don't matter to yeah. a pitcher, right? I mean, he is who he is, whether they're winning or not. Is he a, he's a Hall of Famer now, right? Back to back Cy Youngs, or does he need a World Series? Nah, he does not. He does not need a World Series. No. no. Yeah, I, um, I think he's in. I think he needs a little more. A little more. Yeah, there's a. It's a loaded generation. If you start to it just quickly think off the top of your head, Verlander's in, Scherzer's in, Kershaw's in, right? I think uh, the, the guy from the Giants, the lefty, Bumgarner. Yeah, because of the World Series. Yeah, stuff? Absolutely. I mean, so, come on, the post, the guy that's was what I mean. There's one of the four best of pitchers him. ever. There's already four ahead of him then. Sure. It's, he's on maybe Zach Grinke's level right now, which is a maybe, right? Yeah, Grinke is a maybe. That's about right. Tough. I was thinking about that, watching the World Series. But Zach Grinke, where is he? Right? right? I mean, he's... Yeah, he's good, not great right now. Yeah. But you look at what he's done, and, and you know, I look at some of the guys in the past who've been put in. Yeah. It's like, how do you not put him in? Oh, as a number three on your rotation, yeah. I think he's going to be okay. Yeah, he's also making thirty-five million a year, so he's going to be fine. Yeah. If but he doesn't make it, somehow, <laughs> yeah, he's going to make it. He'll get by. <laughs> All right. Uh, so yeah, those awards came out. Um, you can look up the salaries, the value that Alonzo was. Pete, Al- be- Pete Alonzo, not unanimous, by the way. It's just that's right. such a Braves thing to do. A Braves <laughs> guy doing it. Come on, Pete Alonzo, best value in baseball. Yeah, Gotta yeah, be, at least right? for last season. Yeah. Yes. How can you not be? I mean, Bellinger's up there too. Bellinger, True. Bellinger's yeah. make a hundred thousand more than him. You know, MVP candidate. I don't know what's going MVPs tonight. That's going to be interesting. Yelich hurt for a little bit. Heck of a year. Bellinger hurt for a little bit. Heck of a year. Bregman. My, I, I think. And then Trout on a terrible team again. Again, <laughs> I think. I'd go with Bellinger. I, I, put, a, I put a tweet out last night, Kevin. I, I got to get your thoughts because you kind of live in all sports like I do. Free agency started about 10 days ago. Did you even know it started? No. No. You have to read like the fine tunes of the CBA to figure out when this thing actually starts. Why don't they do this? Why isn't this a spectacle like every other sport? We're, we're anticipating the heck out of July 1st for basketball right. and hockey and you know what I mean? And NFL, it's a, it's a year-long process. You know, we're talking about free agents for next year already, but baseball, it's just, it trickles in. And I think owners treat it that way accordingly. The, the only thing you noticed was the declining of options and players declining their options and and teams like the Washington Nationals for right. example right that's the, that's the one that that's the the amount of news that i know and there's a hard deadline on all of those and then for the next 3 months it's just kind of fluid 
Well, why, 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 why can't the league put some more pressure to get these things done? Get these guys on teams. We don't notice because Bryce Harper already signed Machado. Like the 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 big push was last year. Yeah, but it's right? Garrett Cole now. I I know. You but know, Bryce Harper drove everything last year. I just don't understand it. To me, they're missing out on a completely new season. The second season is as big as the first season for these sports. I, I mean, if NBA free agency this year was as important was to great. the NBA as this season's going to be because of the injuries. Truly. Well, maybe they're – well, <laughs> we had last year, remember, we we had the big signings and we had nothing, right, yeah. for a while. Now, maybe we might have nothing for a while. In baseball or basketball? For baseball. It, I think it's going to be a while. I heard yeah. Gold Cole isn't going to decide until mid-January. Right. So buckle down, you know, watch some hockey. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. We're going to, uh, speaking of uh, Cole, the Astros here, yeah. this is, uh, we're going to talk technology and sports today. And this is fascinating. Uh, we all use technology way more. Even uh, Grumpy Paul is not here. Took a shot at him. Sorry, Paul. Um, <laughs> he, he pushed back, I think. <laughs> yeah, he did. Um, but the Astros have been uh, accused and pretty visibly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, visibly accused of cheating. And now remember, they paid a fine, and you know uh, the whole yeah um, the analytics they stole yeah right from the Cardinals from the Cardinals um, in that regard they're becoming the Patriots. I was just going to say it's Patriots, the Patriots way, isn't it? Patriots are major league baseball because let, let me preface this: the, the science stealing stuff it it wasn't as concrete in the rule book as it is now, right? In 2017, it was sort of an unwritten thing, like a lot of things are in baseball, mm-hmm. and. The Astros sort of just went around and loopholed, and you know that's the Patriots' way, right? So what they did not, was, if it's not written in stone, they're going to do it. So they used technology; they're accused of using technology to steal signs. Uh, when we talk about signs, for yeah. those maybe uh, um, unfamiliar, we're talking about what, the catcher's signs to the pitcher on which pitch to throw, mm-hmm. and stealing those, and then signaling some kind of code to the hitter that hey, a curveball's coming, fastball's coming. Uh, change up. Usually, only signal a hitter when something other than a fastball is coming. Right, a breaking ball. Yeah. Yes. I mean, when we grew up, Kevin, and played little league and high school ball, you know, if you're on second base, if you're a runner on second base, and you can see that the number one going down on the catcher, right? Yep. That the fastball's coming. It was either a tug of the ear, or you shook your helmet, or you lifted your left leg. There was some kind of code that you had as a runner on the team to let the batter know what was coming. You want to know how brilliant ours was? <laughs> so if you were up to bat and the fastball's coming, let's go, Mike. Come on, Mike. Perfect. And First then, name, last name for yeah, breaking ball. Let's go. Fastball, and right? I'd say your last initial if it was a breaking exactly. ball. G. Come on, G. We yeah. need one here. Easy stuff. And you know, but the, the Astros but, used a garbage can. <laughs> <laughs> but the pitcher, the pitcher and catcher would know, right? Uh, savvy, like yeah. they, we. I used to pitch, um, and you know, I would we we'd switch it up if someone was on base. Yeah. They were opposites, uh, you know, the, the the things, and then we just we'd throw in like a four, uh, a different one right. if someone was on base. So we we would try to steal the signs from the catcher, and we would also try to combat it. I remember getting in an argument with a coach of a team, uh, another team, the Geneva Panthers. Yeah, I was coaching first base, yeah. uh, at the time, and I was stealing the catcher signs. And I was I was tipping the guy off, and he and the coach came out of the dugout because I was on their side. Yeah, started laying into me. And what are you doing? And you know, stop stealing our signs. I I said to him, I go, well, stop making it so damn obvious. I say, teacher, catcher, how to hide his <laughs> yeah. hand, right? Exactly. <laughs> uh, you know, there was nothing. Um, everybody did it. Yeah. Right. I mean, it was it. Is it uh, sportsmanlike? Perhaps it's a, not. It's a little bush league, right? Yeah. It it is. But everybody did it. Yeah. Right. 
it was like in the old days you hear guys in the NFL, oh, we sprayed uh, you know silicone spray on our jerseys and stuff, a Vaseline. They put stick them on their hands to catch footballs. Yeah, uh, it, they all did it. It's right? been happening for years. And what ha- what happened back in the day when when you got caught doing it? Uh, get your hand slapped. The next batter got drilled in the back. Oh, well, sure. Right? That too, right? right? Yes. You just took care of it. Those days are done. I get it. Those days are done, right? Now you got to complain to the media and, you know, yeah. we get to see videos on YouTube, but uh, which is incredible. If you haven't seen the video of the Astros doing this, watch it. It is as clear as day. It is obvious. That, 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 that there is a camera in center field and a text is being sent to some device in the dugout and then a garbage can gets hit twice if it's, a, if it's not a fastball. That's, it's pretty quick. That's as easy as it is. Yeah. It is pretty quick. You see the the three go down, and then you know there's like one, two, bang, 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 bang. Right. Yeah. Before the pitch is even initiated, the the batter Evan Gaddis in the video knows exactly what's coming. So you can say that's dirty. You can say it's cheap. Um, I, I don't want to argue whether sign stealing should be in the game or not because I don't think there's a way around it. We did it as kids in little league, right? You can figure out a way to do sure. it. Sure. The the, the counter argument is always going to be. Be smarter as a pitcher and catcher. Change your sure. signs every inning. Right. Take, take a mound visit. Change your signs in the middle of a at bat if you think something's happening. Look, we heard, we saw in the World Series with Steven Strasburg, the first inning, his pitching coach pulled him aside and said, "You're tipping. They right. they, they know what's coming. Some, something's up. They know it's coming. Either you're tipping or they've got something on you. They know what's coming. We've got to change it up." And he did, and they won the World Series. So I, this stuff happens, and and adjustments can be made. I, I couldn't believe in, in the video example they had how simple. The signs were yeah. like, was there an indicator, right? You know, like you're right. It was it was two two, it was two, two fingers down and, every but, time. But the other thing, when a fastball is being thrown in that, it was so quick, one two boom, and the guy would pitch. Yeah. And then when the changeup, like he's going through a series, like okay, something something different's coming here. Yeah, right. Well, because when because in that sequence, uh, the first uh, changeup that came, it was it was one two three one two three right, and that, then it was, was a fastball. Two, it was. Well, maybe two, three, but then there was one, two, and a fastball came. Yeah, it's pretty easy to figure it out. So if he's, I mean, the one, two, and three took longer yeah. than the one, two. Like he quick pitched him one time there. Yeah. I, so I mean, you could argue. Wow, was he was he really doing it? Uh, so let me push back on that a little bit, Kevin. Because sure. I mean, first of all, I want to say this: the Astros, listen, using technology to do it is cheating. I'm sorry. All right, we'll get That's there. That's cheating. We'll get there. That's the next question. I, I want to push back on them, you know, making the signs more complicated with indicators and, you know, four or five rounds. The, the biggest push in baseball right now is pace of play. Up right? right? These guys are trying to get – number one, it's good for the pitcher to get in a rhythm and go. It's good for – most pitchers like to move fast, um, you know, regardless of the fact that the game takes four hours. So you've got that, that pressure on you to keep, keep it moving, not just from a competitive standpoint, but from a league standpoint, Right. So you can understand them f- flying through one, two signs, get this thing over with because you want to keep the batter off guard, but clearly it wasn't fast enough because you you hear the, the thumping of that garbage can in plenty of time for him to figure out what's coming. Sure. You know, so if you can't get around it that way and and it's, this is nothing more than, you know, probably a DSL camera <laughs> sitting, sitting in center field, which is legal to bring in. What do we do? Do we, do we have to take more technology away? Because it's completely... Converse to what else? What everything else that's happening in sports? As fans, we're getting more and more technology. I mean, it's everywhere for us. We, Are we just supposed to expect that players and teams can't evolve with it? Well, you know what I that's mean. That's a fan, that's an interesting argument. Um, let me say this: I I think in general, in the spirit of the game, you shouldn't steal signs. It should be a, you know pitcher against hitter. Sure, uh, I got to figure this out. 
but again, everybody does it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I shouldn't say everybody does it. You know, base coach is doing it. You got a problem, <laughs> but, yeah. right? But uh, you're looking for an advantage mm-hmm. uh, to win, and everybody does look for the advantage. We saw this in the NFL, and we see it with coordinators, right? They will have fake plays on the backside of the sheet, right? Yeah. They put their mouth up over the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same regard, I don't believe that quarterbacks should have a speaker in their helmet. Okay, you don't. I do this not. This is where I wanted to go with this conversation. I do not. Is the answer more technology? No, I should, think should a starting pitcher have an earpiece that a coach can relay a, a pitch to him directly, and we and we completely circumvent this, the need for signaling. Boy. I mean, I mean that stuff exists. Yeah, I know. I it's here. I don't. I I just don't think it should happen in football. I think that's part of the preparation of the game. Yeah. Um, the Joe Montana habit. I don't know. No, he didn't. I don't it. know when these. When did these things get? When well, did these that, things this come has about? been more recent development. Is it like ten years now? Fifteen years? It might be in the last. It's within the last ten. Okay. Where that you know they've they've lengthened it. The, One defensive player and the quarterback and the quarterback. Yeah. Right. I'm fine with it. You're fine with it. I'm fine with it. You Why know, are you fine with it? You know why I'm fine with it because it it, it eliminates timeouts. They're allowed to communicate a little bit and give a little strategy. I, th- they I, still get three. Do you watch tennis? Sometimes I like to watch tennis. It's it's a grueling sport. Yes, I, for the love of me, I don't understand why they can't be coached. Why can't somebody get in these guys' ear and say, "Hey, this is what's happening." You're not allowed to adjust at all in yeah. tennis. Why and, they should be able to get they should be able to call a timeout for sure and talk to their coach. So that's, I agree. to me, that's the point I'm making with the quarterback and the defensive captain. You, you know, if you want to say something for five, it's five six seconds. You know, it's one sentence these guys are getting in before every play. I'm fine with it. I, I like the gamesmanship of that. I like the competitive spirit to that. And it's clearly a pitcher and catcher needs okay. some sort of a sign to be on the same page. Otherwise, the catcher's going to die. All right. Uh, <laughs> fair point on the coaching point and give them five or six seconds, mm-hmm. right? Just tell them to play, mm-hmm. all right, because of noise and such. Yeah. But they are allowed to – I mean, that thing goes pretty long, right? I mean, they're at the line of scrimmage. Yeah. In some instances, the in, like the Jared Goff, right? Stays on. Yeah, it's probably 15 – it's probably the length of the play clock, right? Yeah. To maybe, well, maybe with five seconds I, I think it's with five seconds to go it shuts so it's off. maybe 30, 35 seconds. All right. Uh, I mean, we certainly don't need that in baseball, but if there's a pitch clock that's coming, right? There's they have a 30-second pitch clock. They have clock. it in AAA. Yeah, and it's working. Yes. So if that's coming, then you could certainly build in some sort of earpiece with a 20-second 20 20 limit on it. Now, that could be hacked and intercepted. I get it, <laughs> right? Technology is bad, as is as good as it's bad, right? Yeah. I get it, but I don't know. I, look, I'm a traditionalist, too. I'm a huge baseball guy. You know this. I don't want to see signs going away. Yeah, there's a there's a, a beauty to it. Absolutely, there's a beauty to it. But it you know, does, the answer it is does slow the game down, and this stuff is going to happen. And and there's, I, I want to say this too, there is no question that the Astros had a competitive advantage here. Yes, so if a, when if you a, know that you know there's a coming. fastball coming, and and that's the point. When when the changeup when when they when they hit the garbage can to indicate that a changeup was coming, his job was to either not swing or follow it off. He was waiting for the fastball. He was waiting for no noise. And when you know there's a fastball coming, you will win. You will win most of the time as a batter. That's yes. just the truth. That's, That's correct. That's just the truth. So because you're looking to drive, they're looking to hit home runs. There's drive no the ball. question that there's an advantage. So. so so what's the penalty? I don't know. It's got to be stiff. I, but is it? No. It, they it, won the it, World Series, Kevin. It needs to be stiff. Monday show. Scott and I talked about this with the NCAA. D- did you hear the story about the, about the kid from Ohio State and, and the Memphis basketball player? Have you heard this? Okay, Memphis. Memphis has Penny Hardaway as the coach now. And he brought in a blue chip team, right? A complete blue chip team. I mean, it is right off the movie. When he was in Memphis. No, now. No, no I know. Oh, you're right. Was he in that movie? 
No, I'm thinking of uh, Wagner. Wasn't Dewan Wagner was the guy at Memphis? Oh, man. But anyways, I digress. Anyway, they got a blue chip uh, player. Penny Hardaway helped him get $11,000 in high school. Helped him get 11... Three years ago. Okay? To... To get, get himself to the AAU Academy, right? So he got him... He was involved in the high school. He wasn't a coach at Memphis yet. He was involved in the high school. Got him some money to get him to the academy where he could get you know visibility. And flash forward to now. Now Penny Hardaway is the coach of this college team and recruited him to come there. So they, they connected the dots. The NCAA doesn't have anything concrete right now to come out and say, you know, you've got to suspend him. You're under violation. They said, it appears as though a violation has been made. We recommend that you take action. The kids played the last two games. And if Memphis wins the, the national championship, guess what Guess what, what? What might happen? Yeah, they might have to vacate. They might vacate. What the heck does that mean? It's not in a record book somewhere? Correct. We all watch the game. Right. We're all going to watch Memphis win the national championship. That, that's happening. It is Teams worth are... the price of admission. Teams, it is yeah. worth, cheating is worth it in college sports. It's worth it. It's wor- it was worth it for guys, guys that take PEDs in baseball. If, they, if there was a $40 million contract sure. waiting on the, on the heels of it, it's just it's worth it. That's the problem. Well, they all look at it at the, the time. Problem. They all look at it at the time. Hey, this is worth it. I'm going to become fame and fortune. I'm going to get it here. Then after after when I'm looked upon as a cheater, yeah. who cares? That's, right. That's what I'm saying. They could say you know if Memphis they makes don't it to care. the Final Four, Penny Hardaway's a hero. He's a hero. He did go to Memphis, by the way. Yeah. That is his alma mater. He's from Memphis, ninety-one to ninety-three. I, I love I loved watching him. Great player, little, little Penny. Knee, uh, knee injury <laughs> took him right, uh, yeah. took him out. Yeah, him and Shaq. Him and that? Shaq with the magic. Good stuff. Penny Hardaway. But that's my point. I I don't know that there's a solution to any of this because you can find them. These guys, these teams are worth billions. You know, college and pro. I mean, what are we talking about here? Well, you know what, you know what, profession. You know what they they call it. Like we're we're not cheating. We're gaining an advantage. It's we're gaining it's an competitive advantage. advantage, right? I mean, look at the Patriots mm-hmm. and what they uh, were accused of doing. Mm-hmm. What they, I mean, those those films, filming practice. Heck, there was a game in Buffalo, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Assistant coaches, including with Belichick's son, his son. They were out during the Bills warmups. They throw the kid off the field, right? <laughs> That's uh, you know, <laughs> it's like I, I just saw. A video. Now is it, now is that cheating? Or is that trying to gain an advantage? It's just dirty, right? It's 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 bush league is what it is. <laughs> There's a video floating around from I think last year. James Harden standing in the Utah Jazz huddle during the game. Yeah, right. Just, yes. He just sidled up to hear what's going on. I, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's terrible, but you can't not watch. Well, you know Brady with the footballs, right? <laughs> yeah, the okay. gate. Uh, Again, you but, can think but you it's think cheap, he, but it, it means something. It does mean something. Uh, I think Jeff Blake was the quarterback who yeah. came out and said, I did it too, like many yeah. do. But well, that's what I'm waiting get for. caught. I'm waiting for retired players, retired coaches to come forward now and say, yeah, the Astros got cop. We've been doing this for, you know, a decade. Sure. Whatever it is, you know. Well, I, they're probably not the only ones who did this. Of course not. Right? They might have done it better because they won. <laughs> they won the whole thing. But, yeah, I it's a very fine line between, you know, what should you be able to get away with? Remember A-Rod coming around second base with that pop infield pop fly, and he screamed in the third baseman's face? Do you remember this? Yes. It's not illegal. It's it's dirty and bush league right. as heck, but it's not illegal. I mean, that's a competitive advantage. There are you things know? that you see done um, that are bush league. Yeah. It's not cheating, but it's bush league. This to me is cheating using okay. technology with that. Okay. Um, 
Now, I say that, and I say, well, if the guy's in second and stealing the signs and letting his player know, I could say it's Bush League. But, you know, then again, as we talked about earlier, pitcher and catcher got to be cognizant of that. They've got to change it up yeah. to keep them guessing. Yeah. Right? So I think there's I, so, so, so there, there's some onus at, on that. You can't be uh, Opie, right? Uh, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? Can't be a huckleberry. So, so how about this? I think we're saying if you're an active participant, right, if you're a player or a coach, and you find a way to crack the code. Sure. Fine. I, I, but no I will say third fine parties can get involved. Right? That's what happened here. There's some, you know, some Correct. intern with a camera right, in center right. field who was relaying digital messages to the dugout. Yeah. I think that's fine. So that should not be allowed. Is that, what no, saying. no, that should not be allowed. Correct. No third party help. But if the runner on second or the first base coach, you know, I even nobody, I even, nobody's I complaining even, like nobody's complaining about the Strasburg point that I made that the first base coach was able to figure out Strasburg's tips right that's essentially the same thing it's a it's the reverse right I but because he's in the but they're in the field of plays I guess is my point the, like they're, they're I think active I agree participants yeah uh, when you, when you come to that you know um, I I think you look at football let me use football for example and play you can be tipped off on what plays are going to run I love seeing a safety pre-snap and you know he knows right and he's yelling at everybody else get over there get over there i love that yes because you know that they're about to blow something up you know what i mean that's just heady and i think that's my point if yes. the first base coach is heady and realizes that strasburg is, is dipping his left shoulder when he's throwing a change up that's just smart baseball but you know how football those safeties figure that out yeah by film study. That's right. Through they technology. do their homework. They do the so homework. So they shouldn't be reprimanded for that. But some of that's not just homework. Some of that is during play. And I'll give Experience. you an example. Yeah. Um, I used to do color for UB football and radio mm-hmm. um, before I took over the play-by-play seat. Or it might have been after. Maybe it was after. And there was one game in particular. Um, I kind of forget who they're playing, but I started telling, and I'm on the UB broadcast. You were Romoing it? I was Romoing it. <laughs> and... The uh, it, we're going to a break, and the play-by-play guy, Chris Brown, yeah, uh, who works for the Bills now, said to me, "How do you know this?" I go, "I said, I, I, the formations are showing everything, and I'm watching the safety on the other team. He's the one who knows." So I'm actually, I wasn't watching the, I'm watching the safety and the defense. I go, "That that kid knows every play they're going to run." Yeah, and sure enough, they would run. I, you know, I'd be like, "Oh, this is going to be a sweep to the right side because I just saw the safety shift over to the hash mark, hmm. and boom, the play would go there." Because uh, th- that guy, you can tell, studied yeah. or figured it out yeah. during the game. Yeah, and the <laughs> point I made, I go, "If I'm figuring this out, right? Yeah, I'm just Joe Schmo up here, you know, uh, in the booth." If I'm figuring it out, you know the other team's figuring it out. So yeah, and that, there's and some things that and, and that went down to coaching. That shouldn't frankly. be touched. That should not be touched. No, that's Correct. part of the game. That's part of the game. So we just got to figure out a way to get the third parties out of it. I think the easy answer, and I'm sure baseball is going to dive into this, is you know what technology is allowed in the dugout on the field, right? I, they're allowed. They're allowed a preloaded iPad Pro. I read this <laughs> iPad Pro with MLB GameCast which has all the analytics of the current and previous matchups, right? So you, if you're playing, if you're the Astros and you're playing the Phillies and you're, you know, it's Jake Arrieta versus Garrett Cole, you get all the matchups with all of the players, the spray chart, you know, you, you know that, that Bryce Harper, you know, doesn't like him low and inside. All that stuff's available to them in the dugout. So when Harper gets up, to, you know, is, is on deck and he's sitting in the dugout, you know, ready to look at Garrett Cole, he knows exactly where Garrett Cole likes to throw and where he likes to throw. Right. That's fine. I'm fine with all of that. Sure. 
that's that's just, that's study. That's, that's learning. That's what and, we're talking and if about. If there's before. a device there that's not connected to the internet that can provide that, fine, right? Yes. But anything connected to the internet, anything that can be that can be that can gain real time information, that's got to go. Well, any watch, any phone, any. It's got to go. You shouldn't be able to relay, re- get real-time information at any point in the time during the game. All right, all right, question. Yeah. What about the second time through the lineup you're facing the guy? It's you just should experience. be able to. I, I, I agree, but I, if, if I have. If it's a I good have, question. If, I think that iPad updates. I would say it should update. I think it does. Hey, here's your last at bat. You I, can watch every pitch. I, I boom, can't boom. confirm that from what I read, but I think it does have yeah. current information. Right. I'm okay with that. Me too. I think that would be fine. All, all fine. Yes. By the way, uh, when it comes to uh, technology and sports, what do we think about that box for yeah. the umpires? You know, the, the strike zone box? Well, as I was writing this, this show today, I'm thinking, what has changed the most, right? Like, this stuff, like, the science thing's always been there. We've just referenced that, you know, all the way through our lives. And it's just getting better. That happens. So have balls and strikes. And there, with, there's all these talk about robot umpires coming and how bad umpiring is in every sport. Every sport is getting killed right now for the officiating, sure. and, and to some degree, rightfully so. But in baseball specifically, I feel like the second they put that rectangle up on the TV for us to see, and now every single pitch has a barometer, the umpire never had a chance. From that, from that moment forward, every single pitch has been graded for the umpire. So here's my argument. From us. Uh, yeah, I agree. From us. One of the things, though, you know from playing ball – uh, you'd have you know umpires yeah. in your league, even travel ball. Uh, yeah, I was they, a monster. They hated me. Yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> I, I quickly learned don't look at them when you criticize them. Right, you just tap your shoes and you make the comment. It's called being a coward, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's called not showing them up. So you can't. <laughs> but anyhow, uh, you knew. Oh, this guy's a low ball strike guy. This guy doesn't. You know, this guy uh, calls it off the plate. Because you knew as a pitcher, so so my my point is this: okay. you can't have a robot calling balls and strikes because you don't have a robot pitching. Yeah, I, I think that's a point a lot of people are making. I'm with you there. I I don't want to lose that aspect of the game. Yeah, I don't want to lose catchers putting signals down. I don't want to lose an umpire. I I think a blown call is a phenomenal part of the game. Absolutely, I, it's yeah, part I'm, of the personality. I mean, there's part a of the few. Fabric. There's a few I'd love to see never happen again. Like you know that. Remember the perfect, perfect game. Perfect game. Yes. I mean, <laughs> and isn't was, he suing the player God, now? I was watching that live. I, he is because his life is, is a mess. Yeah. I, I don't know. But he. But he. Ugh. But wait a second. It was Joyce, right? The umpire. Yeah, that sounds. He right. came. Joyce, he came yeah. out and apologized. I'm so sorry he for the kid. Yeah. yeah, I missed it. Blah blah blah. That should have been the end. He should have been applauded for being. Hey, guy admitted he was human. Yeah. Yeah. Awful about it. No, it's been it's been uh, uh, the opposite. You know, they get so many things right. You they know, do. They that's do. the challenging part of that. They I get, guess that's the point I'm making with the rectangle. They really do get a lot right. Oh my god. There's a yes. lot of black. You know yes. I mean, there's a lot of it's pretty darn close. Swing the bat, right? Yes. But we 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 focus in on you know a strike that was clearly within the rectangle that was called a ball, and we kill the guy for a week and a half. You know, we have you to know? start reviewing now. We got to start reviewing coin flips. <laughs> oh, did you see that, Gino? What the hell was Can that? Can Gino Smith do anything right? <laughs> what was that? I don't know. Maybe, he called heads. Maybe he did it exactly for the reason oh, no, that we're doing here. He wanted to get some whatever he called the, uh, he, but he called whatever was opposite of actually the coin, right? He called tails. I don't know. And the umpire, the, it was heads, and he said he called heads and gave him the ball, <laughs> right? Why the hell is he even taking? All right, anyway, you know what? We can automate that. 
There are apps. Yes. There are apps for coin flips. Let's just do that. How about we just say, "Let's hey, not televise it. Nothing. We don't need any of." <laughs> why don't we just do it before the game? How about the home team gets the ball? Fine. <laughs> What's wrong? With or just that? say, "Hey, we flip before the game, and they get the ball. Yeah. They scored last. They get the ball first. Make it a fan experience." All right. Today's episode is brought. <laughs> stay with us. We got more to go. But Speaking what, of the Athletic, broke this Astro story. Let's give them some credit here. The Athletic yeah. is brought to you by the Athletic. It's a subscription-based sports news site delivered in-depth sports coverage for real fans. Like this pitch tipping story. Get detailed coverage of every trade, free agent signing, and storyline on your team, as well as expert analysis from national writers like Ken Rosenthal, Michael Lombardi. And Pierre Lebrun, I've done with the double Pierre a lot uh, when I worked uh, in the NHL. This guy, he's a goat. He's got everything. Plus, deep insights from analytics gurus and former team executives like John Hollinger and Seth Parthnow. Join today, get 40% off your annual subscription. This is just in time for the holidays, too, by the way. Join today, 40% off. Go to athletic.com slash spot track 40 off. Again, that's theathletic.com slash spot track, that's S-P-O-T-R-A-C, 40 off, and you'll thank us later. All right, let's talk about some eSports here. Let's stick with the uh, technology here. And this is, this is fascinating to me. Yeah, I could have done four hours on this. <laughs> so last year's Super Bowl was watched by 98.6 million people. And it was Los Angeles, New England. I mean, decent markets, right? Well, some people might be tired of seeing Brady in the Super Bowl. Whatever. Um, Different different conversation. (laughs) Right. right. uh, 98.6 million. That's that's an 11-year low. Yeah. That is a low. The the League of Legends World Championships. Yeah, one of the major esports leagues right now and games. 99.6 million viewers. Isn't that crazy? Higher than the Super Bowl. They have global partnerships now with MasterCard and Nike. Their projected revenues uh, claim to be north of $1.6 billion. Yeah, this year. That, that's the League of Legends, right? Yeah. Uh, there's a waiting list to get teams on in these various leagues. Now, it is not just about, um, you know, the video screens here. because yeah, It's not just people showing up to watch a screen. Right. Is my point. And yes. I, I knew this, but not to the breadth of what I've been able to uncover here. Uh, number one. I knew it was big. I think we all know it's big. I mean, you've got kids that my, keep that game hard, right? <laughs> I, so my teenage uh, son, yeah. I've got uh, a girl and two boys. My teenage son, he watches League of Legends. He does. Oh, my God, yeah. He, he, he watches it. He has um, a shirt of his favorite team. I forget who I forget the name of the team. Okay. Might be the Miami. But whatever. He watches these. He's telling me about the matchups. Yes. I asked him one time, I said, look, why are you watching these guys play video games? And he goes, Dad, why do you watch guys play golf? Yeah, it's the real deal. And I'm like, that's a fascinating point. Yeah. Because yeah. I play golf. Um, I announce golf. But I watch it more so. I, I'm trying to like see how they hit shots and stuff like that. Yeah. And it's the same deal. Yeah. It's satisfying and educational. And that's exactly yes. what esports are. And it's incredible. It's incredible when you think the about outlaws. It from- the outlaws are his team. Nice. So here's what I'm learning. This is not um, every event. Every major event for this is like the Super Bowl, an Olympics. I mean, there's a there's a ceremony involved. All these big musicians are involved. Production teams. I mean, these are. This is. I, I put it down here as this. This is sort of our generation, 25 years ago, WWF. You know what I mean? Where every every event, and it, to some degree, it still is now. I mean, sure. the UFC. <clears throat> There's pomp and circumstance with everything. There's, it's produced to this highest level of 
television, right? But then, oh, by the way, there's this crazy competition happening too. I mean, these these competitions are nuts. I mean, if you follow the Madden one even, oh, just the Madden right. esports, yes. the prizes, the integration with the league itself, with the NFL, it's all, I mean, you're playing in the middle of Times Square. The amazing, <laughs> the amazing thing to me is to see, and again, I'm just, this is anecdotally with a teenager, to see the shift in games. Okay. So it oh, went, the visuals? Well, no, just like, all right, what game is are they watching now? And what game are they playing now? Okay. Because it shifted with him and his buddies. Because they all connect, right? There's a social aspect of this, too. Big. And, you know, because it used to be, you know, when we were that age, we sat in our basement and played Atari, right? right? Or ColecoVision, if you were cool, uh, with Donkey Kong. Um, <laughs> I'm dating myself there a little bit. But anyhow, um, it's true. Everybody had Atari, but if you had Coleco, whoa. Um, and there was one other one, but I forget. Anyhow. So you play, you play by yourself, or your buddy came over to play video games, yeah. right? And then we would, I mean, we would sit around and like wait for your turn to play Space Invaders. Yeah. And now it's you don't have to sit around and wait. No, your it's turn. everywhere. You get a headset on, you're connected through the internet, and yep. you could play with twenty guys. I can play with my friend in California. I could play with whomever around the world. Yeah. And so it was interesting to me to see like ah no we're not playing Fortnite anymore that that lost its it like sold out. Supposedly, and then it was to. to it was there, sort of the pioneer, though. It was a pioneer, right? Yes. It then was the Overwatch, family-friendly pioneer, and now the big boys came yeah. and took over. <laughs> uh, Overwatch, and then now they've they've gone back to Minecraft. Yeah, Minecraft is big again. They switched gears on that. And yeah. Madden is huge, huge now. Madden is enormous, so much so it, it's getting parents involved too. Where my son's asking me. Should I uh, should I have Lawrence Taylor oh, on my defense? Well, that's right. They're going historical for this yes. 100th, 100th year, right? I said, don't even tell me who else. That's the best defender ever. Yeah. He's like, really? He's better than Aaron Donald? Like, yes. When are they going to build in like PED suspensions? <laughs> right? <laughs> like real-time PED suspensions? Well, this was a different kind of performance enhancer. I like it. Yeah, he um, was. Anyhow, um, so it, it, it is huge for anybody out there to think, wow, these guys are talking about esports. It is enormous. Right I read now. a couple of interviews with uh, one of the partnership and global global partnerships directors. I was trying to get her on, on the show today. The world championships are happening right now, so that was not possible. Ah. So, another 100 million you know, viewership uh, championship happening right now this week. So they're a little bit tied up. But I, I pulled some, some quotes out and some interesting notes. The, you mentioned the MasterCard and the Nike deal. That not a, that's not a small thing. <laughs> no. It's not a small thing. Um, when you get a, a company like MasterCard involved, which is obviously global, which is obviously worldwide, uh, you are basically being told the world is ready for you. And, and here's the brilliance of esports. Uh, it's big in America. It's huge in Europe. It's gigantic in Asia. I, I mean, and, and there's no bigger population, right? Sure. I mean, you are hitting the nail on the head with your mar target markets. And it's only getting bigger because really America's kind of behind the, the eight ball a little bit with this. We're catching up to it to the point of the League of Legends. And the, actually, things are rolling back to Overwatch a little bit to this to this degree, Kevin. Overwatch is uh, an Activision game, yes, yes. which has been around. Activision's been around forever. I mean, they built some of the games you and I played on like the PC back in the day, right? Right. Um, so they're making a huge comeback. And the reason they are are... Right now, when you mention it, everybody can kind of play at the same time all together, right? It's sort of one big global entity, and you know, it's a free for all. Overwatch is starting to compartmentalize and become local franchises, city based. So there's going to be a Buffalo division to it, a Buffalo game that then also becomes global. 
And that to me is the most interesting part of all of this and the evolution of this, because it's going to start to look and feel like traditional sports. We, we root for the Bills and the Sabres here. There's going to be a, a, a Buffalo eSports franchise to root for, essentially. You know what I mean? And it's, it, it seems like it might be underground, but it's not going to be very underground if Nike's pushing it and MasterCard's pushing it and there's going to be commercialization to it. Sure. And it's a lot easier to market local, local audiences. You know what I mean? You can throw a, you know, a commercial out on during the Super Bowl, for instance, where everybody's watching, everybody can see it, and, and people will kind of gloss over it. But if there's a local spin... To the marketing, you're right. If there's a Buffalo, if there's a city-based marketable well, entity, it's going to really catch the on. backdrop. The uh, zone that they're fighting in is going to be the city. It's going to be the actual city, right? With actual businesses in there. Which bank is going to pay to be in there? Yeah, right. And Which uh, you know, that, Tim Horton's going to pay. That was the draw of like right. NCAA football back in the day. Remember the, the video game? Yes, you, you actually oh, yeah. played in your college's stadium, right? And that was crazy 25 years ago. So, yeah, the, the, I think the regionalization of it. Is dangerous because look at look what happened to baseball and, and really hockey too, right? You lost the national presence. Baseball doesn't have a national presence anymore. It just doesn't. If the Royals are in the World Series, nobody's watching. Zero people. I would agree. So it's risky to that regard. When when, when you localize to some degree, it's risky that you're going to lose the big audience and you're going to only have the small pockets. But they already have the big audience. They're they're backtracking. They started big and now they're they're trickling down to the cities because they know they can sort of do some some marketing damage on a city level, right? I mean, there are things that people in Buffalo want that people in Los Angeles don't want. And they know they can, they can take some of these target audiences and go hard after them. Uh, the interview I read with, with the marketing director was, was, was basically saying, you know, we're going to get all the major fast food companies involved in this. We're going to get all the, the, the young youth apparel involved in this. Mm-hmm. And then what do kids that sit around playing video games need most? Grooming, right? <laughs> they need haircuts and they need razors and they need deodorant and... And oh, by the way, those aren't small companies, right? <laughs> I think I think uh, Procter and Gamble and Johnson and Johnson will be more than happy to send their clientele to uh, to a hundred million dollar you know viewership, you know a one point six billion dollar revenue annual revenue company. This is this is a big deal. It, it it feels like it's still new. It's not new. They they have this all figured out, and these these global partnerships with the Mastercards and the Nikes of the world are just step one of where this thing is going. <laughs> I know, I, I, I know. I, I feel bad. <laughs> I'm, no, no, I, I, I'm the father of a teenage boy. You're spot on uh, with all those things. So that is well. You know, the interesting thing too is the people who own sports teams, own esports teams, right? You have um, uh, you have franchises. The Patriots are right. Bob Kraft, Bob Kraft's in. Mark Cuban's in. They're all getting in. Yes, they're all getting in. Yeah, and that's the other elements of this. Where there's that. You're going to start to see crossover, right? Yes. Well, you know what? Actually, the uh, the show Ballers HBO this yeah. season they had to cross over. Their uh, one player's a defensive tackle. Yeah. Want, you know, wanted to be an esports player, and he and had a team, and they performed well. And like, I, th- that's probably more uh, life's going to imitate art uh, when it comes to what they did. They forecasted that, in my opinion. It's. I think it's only. I think it's who has gigantic? Who has time and money to play those games? Young professional athletes, right? Yeah. What do they sit around and do? They sit around, <laughs> yeah. right, and play video games they now. They do. Crazy. And, and they probably own, have stake in it, too. The smart I, ones That's will. where I'd be putting my money. I would, too. Okay. Yeah. All right. We, we close out with a really uh, fascinating development yeah. in uh, with Colin Kaepernick, the former 49ers quarterback. And really interesting how this came out. He's got a, a workout was scheduled for Saturday. Air quotes. Yes, <laughs> this workout. And, you know, remember he's suing the NFL, 
and there was a settlement. Though. There was a settlement with the NFL, and there was there's been a lot of rumblings as of late that he wants to resume his career in football. Mind you, he's been out what four years yeah, now. Let's start there, Kevin. Why, why does he want to come back? He's 32. Is I, I he think not, to is, prove? Is he not marketable elsewhere? I, I mean that. I, 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 that's that's really why I wanted to bring this up. Well, let's. Well, let's I have a list of 11 quarterbacks who are going to be available after this season. Well, let's look at this, and he, I think they're all better than Kellen Kaepernick right now. He was a quarterback first, <laughs> yeah, and you know he he got involved in this social issue uh, that grew, and we can argue whether it's been it was interpreted correctly or not. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter at this point. It, it what became of it uh, became of it, and he um, a polarizing figure for sure about patriotism in this country. Yep. And uh, hasn't been in the league since. Okay, um, I we Paul and I have talked with uh, former NFL scouts who say you know he's not in the league because he can't play. That that's that's really the angle I want to stay on here. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I think the activism part of it is going to be what it is, and you know, there's nothing to say he won't bring that back if he comes back. Right. And, and to each their own. I'm not I'm not going either way on that. I I don't I mean it. <laughs> I have a list of eleven quarterbacks. Who I think are better than him right now, and are going to Teddy Bridgewater, Dak Prescott, Philip Rivers, yes, uh, Drew Brees, Tom Brady. They're all going to be essential. Andy Dalton, Cam Newton. Th- these guys are all going to be just flat out available after 2019. Yes, to some degree, you can have them if you want them. So is this guy going to be better than all of them? No. Not to mention the five you know high draft picks that are coming out in 20 in 2020. I I just think it's a terrible time. You know, <laughs> to, to want to come back to the league. Has he been? You know, I'm sure Kaepernick's in shape, but is he in football shape? Is he in football shape? Right. Does he have you know the right frame of mind to run an offense? Like, I, look at his. The, here's the funny thing about it: uh, his style of play from five years ago was Cam Newton. Is perfect now. Yeah, it's perfect. Right. I mean, it's that Josh Allen, Cam Newton, Dak Prescott kind of feeling quarterback. It's sure. perfect. So I understand that. Like, you know, on paper. His style of play from back in the day does work right now, and maybe he could slot in and, and do some damage, but uh, he's up against it for a million reasons, one of which is there's just, I think, better options for teams right now. Um, look well, at, let's, let's talk about this workout. So, so the circumstance of the workout. Let's talk about this workout. So a, a representative from the league um, contacted a group of select reporters. I love how this is always done. A, a week early. Right, ahead of time, to say that, you know, be ready next Tuesday for a, a news development, right? Just just be available. Something's going to happen. They wouldn't say what it was, and that they should be ready. Then they called Kaepernick's reps to say, a representative to say, um, that the league, they're going to hold a private pro day for him, but it's going to be in Atlanta, and they told him it's going to be in four days. Like, be in Atlanta on Saturday. In four days at 3 p.m. on a Saturday in week 11. Be ready to go. Mind you, what happens on Saturdays in the fall? <laughs> in Georgia. <laughs> uh, it's college football. In Georgia. Right. So um, all the, uh, you know, all the, the scouts, now those are college scouts, right? So you can say, well, pro scouts aren't going to be there. But the, the, the college scouts may ask pro scouts, hey, come to this. General managers, uh, general managers go to a lot of college football games because they're the ones who are responsible for drafting players. So they're either watching college football um, or they are, or some are traveling to game game sites for the next day uh, with their teams. So it's really a horrible day. 
in my opinion. This is why most work and most teams, by the way, in the NFL work out players every week Tuesdays. on Tuesdays. Tuesdays. Because Monday is like a review day. Tuesday's usually the off day. They get back to work Wednesday, right? So on that off day, um, they're trying to find kickers, they're, whatever, right? Yeah. They're, they're working out players all the time. Happens all the time. They bring them in. Now, I, I understand the, the idea of a pro day to say, hey, look. You not know, in week 11, Kevin. Well, no. Not, not in week 11. I understand that. <laughs> um, I don't I, – to me, this is just – it's a PR it's a PR situation. I think it's more than that. Well, I think it was the, built into the settlement. Well, I think this it, is just part of the settlement. We'll hold a pro day for you. We'll, we'll throw you a bone. This is the bare minimum bone. Sure. This is it. I mean, if, if I had to guess, and I, I, I hate to slander anybody, but if I had to guess, Roger Goodell had to call these – teams and either beg or pay to get them to show up to this workout to make it look as good as possible, right? There's like, what, 11, 15 teams? I don't even know anymore. I lost count. Jerry Jones was number one on the list. That, to me, is suspect number one. Sure. Right? Because, you know, if he's involved, he's got such a big voice in all of this. I, I just... To bring a quarterback in now, terrible. but all right, so but here's this. Here's let's look at the reality of this. All right, let's let's just put all that aside, right? Yeah, all right. You know whether it's part of the settlement where right. hey, I've got to give you three meals a day. Let's keep it to football, right? right? And I give you spaghettios every single meal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you've met the criteria. By the way, I love spaghettios. Please send some to the show, <laughs> uh, especially the ones with the little meatballs in it. All right, but anyhow, we got to aim higher. Kevin. <laughs> well, I, I'm just I'm not trying to. I like Chef Boyardee. All right, anyhow. <laughs> Guy was a groundbreaker. It's uh, <laughs> a latchkey kid. Come on. All right. But anyway, people are like, what the hell is a latchkey kid? All right. What anyhow. Are spaghettios. That's what they're saying. Yeah. Put that aside. Put all that aside. It's week 11 in the NFL. This is a quarterback who hasn't played in four years. Yeah. Um, you, if you bring that quarterback in, it's going to take him weeks to learn your offense. Yeah. Right? Um, if you've got to thrust him in the game, it's going to be late in the year, and it's for a team that is, isn't very good anyways. Yeah, so I, I just I don't see anybody signing him. I just don't see no, it's not going to happen. He's going to what's he going to he's going to go work out and he's going to look okay. But to your point, teams already have their quarterbacks. They already have their disaster options list. Like there there is no point to this right now. It, the only point I can see, and, and I want to I want to try to find a silver lining here is he's preparing himself for a reserve future contract, which will come at the end of the regular season. Okay, That's when teams start to prepare for next year essentially and load sure. up their list. If he's willing to do that, if he's willing to come in and be essentially an undrafted guy, that's what you're that's what you're saying when you sign one of those contracts, right? Like I'm starting back at the bottom and I'll try to build myself back up. You know, if he's willing to take, you know, the $1 million minimum veterans minimum salary to hop on for a year and a half or so here, I, I guess that's I mean, the last time he had a, a workout, I believe the mantra was he's not going to be a backup quarterback. Do you remember Correct. this? Yes, I remember. I'm a starting this. quarterback. Right. I'm going to get paid like a starting quarterback. Really bad optics. But, it didn't work out clearly. But I look at it differently. If he signed with somebody, then what? He has no suit. He's got no claim against the NFL. But I think that's done. Yeah, well, that's what I know. That's what I'm saying. Like some, if someone wanted him as a backup quarterback, I'm not a backup quarterback. And you know, the, oh, that was the argument then. That's the Correct. argument then. Correct. Well, so I don't, now, I don't now think he was he, offered a contract. Though. Right. Uh, but even if he was, yeah. Like, well, if you're the NFL, why don't you tell it to, hey, offer this guy a contract, make him your third quarterback, you're this goes away. The there. Right? Um, this goes away. I, I, I want to throw a name out there. I'm going to throw a team out there. Okay. It's not going to be popular. Um, there's the team right now that's halfway decent, that has a quarterback who's halfway de decent, who is has an expiring contract, 
and they kind of have the similar style. I've already mentioned it. I, Jerry Jones could come up and, and play ball for the league right now. Jerry Jones could be the guy who gives Callan Kaepernick a futures contract, year-and-a-half deal, and uses it as leverage against Dak Prescott, uses it as coverage for his butt if Dak leaves or if he holds out on the franchise tag that's probably coming for him next year. That is a team that sort of can make this work, right? They can make it work. Yes. If Colin Kaepernick is on board, now I have to say this because it's just part of the story. Is Colin Kaepernick going to fly in the state of Texas? I mean it. (laughs) No. He's not, right? No. Even if he can play ball? Because everybody everybody calms down if you can play. I mean, we saw that with Antonio Brown 1,400 times. Let me ask you this question. (laughs) Do you um, put in the contract... Oh, activism stuff? Put in the contract that you must stand for the national anthem. Okay. Um, you can put it in there. I don't, Why know, can't you? I don't know if that's allowed, Kevin. Truly. I, I don't know if that's constitutionally allowed. I mean it. Well, hold on. I don't know if you can actually force somebody to go one way or the other. Well, in a if contract. you have company policies, hold you, on. You can have a policy that they can they it, can breach. And if you breach the policy, your contract's voided. What, what, this, that, you know. I think they can probably have a team policy. I'm not sure they can personally put it in this contract. Okay. Well, you know what I mean? But if you sign a contract, you abide by all team policies. Sure. It's like the Yankees it's, with facial hair. It's like the, McDon- <laughs> it's like the, the recent uh, guy who uh, parted ways at McDonald's. Yeah. who violated the company policy of not dating managers, dating employees. Yeah. Even though it was a consensual relationship, violated the policy, and he walked away with a lot of money. Right. So the Cowboys would have a team policy, and he would have to abide by it, or there'd be a disciplinary action taken. That's fine. And that, you know what, that's not different than any company in America. I think most teams have that. I would I think, think so, right. Have, I think, remember, yes. if you remember the Steelers, they, their policy was if you're going to, you know, if you don't want to be an attendant for the anthem, you got to be in the locker room. Right, they did that. Um, I, I don't have an, an opinion either way on this. You know, everybody's got their own reasons for doing what they're doing. I, I just wonder. I, I think in Buffalo, where we are, I think there'd be backlash if put the Bills signed sure, Colin Kaepernick. Absolutely, I agree. I think there would be. So yeah. I just wonder, from a team football standpoint and from a contractual standpoint with Dak Prescott's situation, Dell's kind of makes sense. Not to mention Jerry Jones is more powerful than Roger Goodell. He just is. More people yes. know Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones has probably better clout right now. He's got more, probably more money. Definitely more money, right? I'll go back to uh, art imitating life. That's why in Ballers, the, uh, the big <laughs> boss man was a model after Jerry Jones, there and there go. was no commissioner. Yeah, there was no Roger Goodell. There was no Roger Goodell at all in the show, right? No, thank God. Zero. Uh, nothing. Uh, the big boss man was there. Don't you think Dak gets it done? I like Dak. I like him, too. I like Dak. I don't want to see Dak on a franchise tag, but it's coming. Well, the fact that he doesn't have a contract now, yes, it's coming. means he's coming. Yeah, um, we'll I see. think uh, I think he's a good player. I like him. Does Kaepernick show up to the workout Saturday? He has to. Does if he? he? Does, well, listen, if he doesn't show up to the workout, I think his camp thinks it's a scam now. I think his his people are saying exactly what we're saying, Kevin. Well, they can also say he didn't have time to prepare. Mm-hmm. Blah blah blah. Right? Yeah. I don't know. We'll, I, uh, we'll do this at a, at a time and date that's better for us. If this isn't league mandated, if this isn't mandated sure. in the settlement, it, th- then why does he be. show up? Then why does he show up? Because he, it's completely against him. He's not prepared, right? He's not mentally prepared for this. This is a terrible time slot to do this. There's no reason for him to do this right now if it's not mandated. I, You know what? I really... Uh, I don't think he shows. I, I'm sitting on the... I don't think he shows I think the either. whole thing blows up. 
Um, I, I could see why he would show. I, I, you know what? You know what he could do? He could show up mm-hmm. and not work out. I think and he just, just meet with, take some interviews. And take some questions. All right. I'll, and they I'll, say, I'll, why don't you work out today? Well, you know what? Uh, I came here out of respect for you who were coming here. Yeah. But I'm not I'm working out because this, yeah. is, uh, this is not how it's not done. Not the time or place. No, I'll side with you on that. I'll yeah. take that stance too. All right. What about this? Is he on a team next year? In, ca- in camp? Not yes. Me. I think he's Me in too. camp. Me too. I think this is step one of getting him back on a team. Yes. I think he's in camp. I, I think he can compete for a backup position in the NFL. Doesn't it feel like... If, now that if he's, again, if he's in shape. Now that we've talked this out, doesn't it feel like that is what's happening here? Whether it's mandated, whether it's... Don't you think the reason they're doing this now is to give it a ton of time to get to training camp so that when he does come in, he's been in the news in the NFL. He's been linked to the NFL now for eight months. Do you know what I mean? And it's not sure. going to be this breaking news that Colin Kaepernick is signed with Baltimore. Well, let, Do you know let, what I mean? Right. Well, let, let's look at... Um, if they can hide it in week 11 now and sort of trickle this thing into the news stream, then when we get to the offseason and the free agency and he does latch sure. on with somebody, then it's just going to be another guy. Well, it, to some he'll, he'll never, he'll never, <laughs> he'll never just be another guy. Never. Um, because Especially of Dallas. all the controversy oh around God. him. But here's the amazing thing about this story with Colin Kaepernick. Um, you look at what the NFL accepts I'm using quotation yeah, marks. You're right. Right? From uh, what, a conduct from players, what they've done, and they get other chances in the league. Yeah. If and, you can play. Correct. Yeah. Um, the guy was just activated from the Browns, running back from the Chiefs. Yeah, Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt. He can play. He can play, and boom, he's back. Incredible. Right? Yeah. Uh, so that's allowed. <laughs> I know. Right? They'll deal with that, but... Um, that's why Colin Kaepernick can't work out Saturday. I because agree. the only thing that he's matters. He's got too much risk. He's got too much risk. The only You're thing right. that matters is that he can run an offense and throw the ball. That's it. Right. But if he looks bad in the workout, he risks. I mean, he's he, done. Correct. So, so he, he can't do it. He's not working out. Yeah. I agree with you. All right. Okay. Hopefully, you know, when he was making some big bucks, and even with the settlement, he, he talked to Morgan Stanley. How do I bet on Colin Kaepernick being a Dallas Cowboy? Somebody will take that action. If you guys know that out there, at Track on Twitter, please. <laughs> Somebody will take that action. I might as well get the, you know, put my money where my mouth is, right? <laughs> um, Morgan Stanley Global Sports and Entertainment. If you win that bet, they'll tell you what to do with that money. Yeah. They believe in empowering professional athletes and entertainers with the knowledge they need to make informed decisions about their finances and wealth. Learn more. Go to morganstanley.com slash GSE. Morgan Stanley Smith Barney LLC member SIPC. A couple things. Make sure you go to spottrack.com. Check out the premium section for an ad free experience. You get other goodies uh, on there too and other content. Be sure to rate us wherever you download this podcast from. We appreciate the ratings um, and the feedback that we get on Twitter and such from the podcast. For Mike Gennetti, I'm Kevin Sylvester. Thanks for listening to the Spot Track Podcast.